to the first episode of the Corona Sodes here on the Echo Corpus Christi podcast. We're joined today by Randy Hamlin. You may remember her from episode eight. She's the proprietress of Indigo Lane, a leatherworks company that you have probably now seen in Texas Highways Magazine and many other markets around town. Uh, Randy is also a professional homeschooler, so <laughs> we're going to talk with her today for some tips on how to manage the kids at home. I know we're coming into the fourth or fifth week of of working with our kids at home. We probably had a couple, three weeks of feeling like it was just an extended spring break, but now it's real. And we don't know how long it's going to go. It may go for the rest of the school year, but we hope that um, that everybody is adjusting to life at home. And Randy is going to give us some tips today on how to uh, how to structure things at home and how to manage the work of being a parent and a teacher at the same time. So Randy, welcome back. Hi, thanks for having me. Well, we're glad you wanted to take the time and you're willing to take the time to join us today. So I know you've got a few tips set aside for us for uh, how you manage things at your house to, to help your children uh, through the day of homeschooling yeah. and also working with you as the teacher. So why don't you tee up tip number one? Okay, well, first, let me start off by saying, um, seeing everybody's Facebook posts and Instagram posts about educating their kids at home um, gives me flashbacks like PTSD style flashbacks <laughs> of my first six months of homeschooling. And so I feel you, I've, I've been there. Um, but I think the biggest thing to remember is to give your kids an abundance of grace and give yourself a, an abundance of grace. Um, mm -hmm. You didn't sign up for this and neither did they. They want to go to school. You want them to go to school, but you're, you're doing what you're doing because you have to right now. Mm -hmm. So. First off, grace. Second off, have a plan. Every day, have a plan. Uh, what I like to do, and I didn't do this in the beginning, which is probably why I felt so overwhelmed, was I usually on Saturday or Sunday night before my next week starts, I sit down and I have a list of every day of what the kids need to do. And I'm sure y'all's teachers are sending you things. They've got a particular day of the week that they send out everything, I'm sure, right? That's right. That's what's happening for our family for sure. Okay. So what I do is, and what you can do is just make a list for each kid, like, you know, double space it, make mm -hmm. a list. And when they complete that thing, let them cross it out. Let them just scribble all over it, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And they just like us, they'll feel like they've accomplished something. Give them a list. Yeah. Um, great idea. Also, and I don't know how much flexibility y'all have in this, but um, talk to the teachers and ask them, okay, how, how much is the, of this do we have to do? Mm -hmm. And how much of it is just to help us keep our kids uh, occupied, keep them reviewed? Like, what are the bare bones essentials? And mm -hmm. then you know your kid. If your kid struggles with reading, keep doing what the teacher's saying with the reading. But if not, it, just edit it. Take some mm -hmm. of that out. So they're not just sitting there doing school all day and you're not sitting there having to browbeat them into doing it. Right. right. You know, I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure you have work to do and you have things and, you know, mm -hmm. so um, I would say have a plan, kind of edit it as you go. So for your plan for your kids, does that have, does that include not just the work that you want to accomplish, but maybe the, the time of day you want to accomplish it or how do you kind of structure your your day at home so that you're balancing the um, availability of all of the kids' familiar stuff, their toys, their outside, maybe their neighbors, 
with also the fact that they need to get their work done? How do you build that structure at home under your plan? So for me, it changes every week and sometimes every day. Um, if I have nothing else going, as far as anything um, outside of the home, we're going to start school in the morning between okay. eight and 10. I mean, we're, we're pretty, mm-hmm. you know, lax on that, but <laughs> between eight and 10, we're starting school, whether that's reading math, whatever it is, mm-hmm. that's when we're doing it. Um, just for reference, I've got a fourth grader and a second grader. Okay. So they, the way they do their school looks differently. My fourth grader is super self-motivated and I'll just give her a list and she'll go hide out and do the thing until it's done. Mm-hmm. My second grader, I, I have to get a little bit more involved with having him sit down. Um, That's right. So if we're not and it's a boy, out, and, and it's a boy ahead. and a girl too. So there's perhaps some differences in their, their um, act, activity levels as well. <laughs> Completely. Completely. And they motivate differently they, mm-hmm. and they learn very differently. So, um, so if we're not leaving the house, it's between eight and 10, but like yesterday I had to, I had to go through the bank. I had to the drive mm-hmm. through the bank. I had to go, um, pick up some prescriptions. I mean, there were certain things I had to do and my kids haven't been out of the house in four weeks. Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, we're doing everything drive through. Come on, let's go. Right. We didn't do any school yesterday. None. Like, oh my goodness! All. How are they going to stay? How are they going to stay up with all their they're, work? They're not. They're going to live with me forever. They're never going to be able to get jobs. <laughs> right, right. So that's what I mean by grace. When I first started, I thought, okay, we've got to have Heinies in the seats by eight thirty. Mm-hmm. We'll do lunch at noon. Heinies back in the seats by twelve thirty, and that's just not real. You can't. You just got to be more flexible. Um, mm-hmm. Whenever I've got big orders, when I'm just jamming with orders, right? they take their school in the office with me and they're out there. I set up card tables for them. Mm-hmm. They do all of their learning on laptops. So it's not much different than what y'all's kids are doing now. All of their right. school is uh, video based. So now they do um, workbooks, but their okay. instruction is on video. So um, they just come out there and do all of their lessons and stop me when they need help. So we're getting our stuff done. And I think also what helps out with that is I really communicate with my kids. Like, mm-hmm. here's what I need from you today. Today's not going to be fun. You're going to have to sit down and buckle down and do this because I've mm-hmm. got to work. And they've got their expectations and we go from there. So how do you find when you're that direct with your kids? What are their reactions to it? Do they thrive with that level of um, communication from mom or do they kind of bristle under it? Like, wait a minute, who are you lady? And why are you giving me all these orders? Okay. So when we first started homeschooling, my daughter had gone to kindergarten. My son's never been in a school setting. He's always been home. Um, when we first started, my daughter did bristle. She was, and it was, it was really hard and not just on her end, but on my end, trying to find that balance of, Mm -hmm being mom and being teacher. And I think now my kids appreciate the directness because mm-hmm. they they understand, okay, here's what I've got to do. And then when that's done, I'll go play. I think that's <laughs> right. And there she goes running in the background. To there play. She goes. <laughs> um, yeah. So I think the directness is good. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it would work with everybody's kids, but I do know that um, 
teachers, especially in the younger grades, they're probably much sweeter to the children than I maybe am with mine. Like I'm Mm -hmm. kind to my kids. I'm not mean to them, but I don't fluff them up. It's like, okay, this is the part of the day that we just want to get done with. So let's just Mm -hmm. knock this out and then we can go have fun and be fluffy. Right. That makes sense. It does. I think, I think it's, um, I think it's important as parents to recognize in in the general sense of things that kids need structure, you know, but that doesn't mean that it needs to be the kind of structure that creates a massive amount of stress in the home. So if, if we are at home now with our kids where we are at home with our kids, if we're trying to, to keep to a strict eight o'clock, we're going to start just like they kind of do at school. Right. What we don't see happening at school is, especially in the younger grades, is the grace that the teachers have yeah. for themselves in their own classrooms. So we have we have the opportunity to mimic some of that at home by saying, right. okay, my kids need to stand up and get <clears throat> some energy out. So go ride you know, a bike. Know, yeah, go ride a bike. Let's get outside for a few minutes uh, with appropriate social distancing, of course. But let's get outside for a few minutes and burn some energy and then come back in. And what we don't know is happening in our kids' classroom at school is that the teachers are making them stand up or they're walking down the hallway or they're, you know, as they get into older grades, they're changing classrooms all the time after every class right. period. So there's right. always some movement in the day to get the wiggles out, if you will. But at the same time, they also appreciate and, and understand um, or they need that kind of structure from mom and dad at home, uh, whoever's in charge of teaching in particular, it's good to set those um, to set those boundaries so kids can know where they need to work and when they can play. Yeah, and on that note as well, you know, we're we're all very concerned about how our kids are learning right now, and mm-hmm. that we as you know, we all as parents really are ticking off all the boxes on the list. Right. Um, it took me probably a year of homeschooling to realize that I matter in this equation as well. Mm-hmm. And I was stressed out. I was worn out. I was um, just, I was on the struggle bus. Sure. And I don't know what clicked one day, but one day I realized, hey, maybe I need a break. Maybe mom needs to go to the beach today. Right. Maybe it's not just you that needs to go jump on the trampoline. Maybe I mm-hmm. need to go do this. You know, there are days, not many, but there are days where I'll wake up and just need a mental health day. And I'll say, you know what, guys? No school today. Let's just Mm -hmm. take a break. Let's go for a walk. Let's take a breather. Let's whatever it is. Um, And also as a, as a mom, you know, and as a parent, I guess, you know, it it can be moms and dads either way. Um, It's okay for you to carve out time in your day to be alone. Yes. I mean, as long as your kids aren't itty bitty and going to like swallow a battery or something, you should be fine. (laughs) You know, right. Fine. It just, it's okay to look at them and their sweet little faces and say, I just need 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Let me go sit alone for 10 minutes. It is okay. They're not going to burst into flames. They'll be fine. Right. And that's okay. It doesn't make you a bad parent. We all just need a minute sometimes. And that might be an, a super important point for those that are, that are finding themselves now unemployed yeah. and also having to deal with becoming, you know, the teacher at home in addition to the homekeeper and yeah. maybe the house cleaner and all the other things that have all now just piled on after the loss of a job. So I think it's a, a super critical point that you just made, Randy, to mm. take time for mom and dad because- yes. This is a lot and it's a whole change of life and a whole change of pace. And it's okay 
to say, I need a breather for myself. And, and really embrace not feeling guilty about it. Mm-hmm. Um, my husband's still working, thank God. Um, when he comes home in the evenings, we started this probably six months ago. He comes home in the evenings and we take like 20 to 30 minutes just for us. You know, like let's just mm-hmm. visit without me having to be mom or answer questions or find a Lego or whatever it is. Right. And I cannot tell you what that's done for me. Mm-hmm. Just to have some time, some adult time, just to be. So Absolutely. Give that gift to yourself, certainly, mm-hmm. and don't feel guilty about it. I mean, make sure your kids' needs are met and they're not like doing things they shouldn't be doing, but. Right. In a safe way, give yourself some margin. Everybody needs it. Just take mm-hmm. a breath. Absolutely. And that can be done now, you know, like we're doing this this recording. It could be done kind of through a video conference on a phone. So if someone wants to just phone a friend, so to speak, yeah. do it face-to-face. Get mm-hmm. Download Zoom or download some other program, house party or whatever, and, and get face-to-face. Do it on FaceTime if you've got iPhones and just get some adult time. It's great if it's with a spouse if it's with a best friend, whomever it is, just get some adult time. Yeah. Take a breather from, you're not, you don't have to be Dr. Seuss all day long. No. And apply that to your kids. Mm-hmm. Like my son, because his friends are out of school. You know, we have kids, we have friends that are in school normally. Um, they're out of school. And my kid, my son especially, has had more uh, FaceTime dates, computer mm-hmm. dates, all of that, more than I would ever normally allow. Sure. Without me standing over his shoulder, mm-hmm. monitoring. Right. You know, like I trust that he's eight and he can talk to his seven-year-old friend and they're fine. Like it's okay. Mm-hmm. And they do. And he's a new kid after that. Like they, he, he has played basically, you know. Right. Absolutely. So. We've seen our kids do math homework together with other kids. And it is a it is an interesting opportunity for kids to really build some deeper relationships, even though they're not in the same room with each other, but they're also not in the same classroom with 15 other kids. They're one-on-one and and they've been helping each other with their reading assignments or other things. And yeah, um, those are important points for sure. So we've talked about give yourself grace. Mm -hmm. We've talked about have a plan. Mm -hmm. Um, What's your third tip for the listeners? Um, I was going to talk about curriculum. I know I had texted you about that, but Mm -hmm. um, y'all's curriculum is sort of dictated for you. We do get some direction in that for sure. And every school is different. Every um, school district is different. Mm -hmm. And I really just say, take it with a grain of salt. Um, I've, I've had talks with girlfriends who are literally in panic mode Mm -hmm. over all the things they've got to get done. And I, I just feel like, take it with a grain of salt, find out what exactly you have to do what they're going to get graded on, what will hold them back if they don't do whatever it is, find out what Mm -hmm. the bare bones are, do that. And then add in other things as you see the need where they're lacking. Right. Right. Your kid is reading chapter books in the first grade. I wouldn't worry too much about drilling them with reading constantly every day, you know, Mm -hmm. keep up with their reading, but don't stress about it. If they're struggling in math, do those things, help them, help them take this time to, to fill in those gaps. Yeah. I think that's an important, um, an important point to have that kind of open communication with the teachers and say, look, we're drowning. You know, we're not, we are not professionals in this regard and we don't have years of practice doing it. And it is our first time. And 
your assistance teacher has been so helpful to give us guidance, but this is, this is something that we're not accustomed to doing and we don't build our own curriculum and we don't do all these things. So we don't know what is the most critical things to get done to continue our kids' education versus the things that are done to, as you mentioned earlier, kind of, I don't want to call it busy work, but things that are important work, but that are really to help engage the kids versus the, these are the things that have to be done to get the learning continued or to keep the learning going. Right. Right. You know, I I think all of that is, it just depends on each kid and, and also be kind to your teachers. Can you imagine the stress that they are under trying to shift their whole career online. Mm-hmm. I, I just, I, kudos to them. I cannot imagine the stress that they're dealing with. Having talked to some of them, we, we can certainly attest that it is, it has been a challenge and hopefully their schools are providing uh, the technological assistance necessary to, to make this transition. But we don't need to just give ourselves grace, our kids grace, but giving our teachers Everybody. grace. Yes. Everybody needs grace. For sure. Everybody needs grace. So, and- for the love of Pete, stay off of Facebook bashing your teachers. <laughs> <laughs> yes, please. Please, please. If you've got an issue with your teacher, go to the teacher directly and resolve it, please. Uh, Facebook is um, not the place to air no. grievances like that. No. Homeschooling parent um, that we can share with the audience to give them some encouragement that although it can be hard and there will be tough and trying times, there are special things that um, that a family can glean or receive while having their kids at home in this time. Hmm. I mean, I could go on for days about the things that I love about it. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think the most important thing that I really enjoy about homeschooling is that I know my kids. Yeah. I know my kids and when they're struggling with whatever it may be, reading or mm-hmm. math or whatever it is they're working on, when they're struggling, because I know them, I know how to encourage them. I know when to be soft. I know when to be tough. And when they accomplish whatever it is that's in front of them, and I know how hard they've worked, we all get to share in that joy. And there have been many times where I've thought, thank you, God, for giving me this time to see this in them, to see them struggle and then overcome it and be successful. So I love that. That's what I love about it. Well, that is great encouragement. Thank you so much mm-hmm. for sharing that with us. Well, and thank you again for taking time to come on the podcast and we're excited to get some. You're very welcome. Uh, we appreciate all the tips and, and insight into how to survive this time homeschooling your children. You're welcome. Bye.